2: Hi everybody, Andy here, Forbidden Doors this weekend, we're going to do some predictions, as we always do. Before we start, however, there was another match added to the show on the pre-taped episode of Rampage this week. I'm not going to go over that one, this is a spoiler-free video, so just to put your minds at ease. Anyway, let's go through everything that has been announced for Forbidden Doors, starting with the pre-show, and the only match that I couldn't find a proper match graphic for. I don't think AEW have made one yet, so please appreciate this really terrible screenshot of... Billy Starks and Athena's name on the tournament graphic. That's a shame. Either way, this match should be pretty kick ass. Uh, it's two people with very contrasting characters. Athena's been doing the tremendous heel stuff, primarily on Ring of Honor. Billy's just a great babyface, rising through the ranks, all of that stuff. It's an almost inspired piece of booking, even for the match itself, is probably going to be relatively short, taking place as it does on the pre-show. And we all know Tony Khan has a propensity for adding about 70 more matches to these pre-shows uh, in the build-up to the event. So I'm sure there'll be more to come, maybe on Collision, maybe on Rampage, whatever, whatever. Either way, if we're talking tournament advancement, it would be a pretty ballsy move to put Billy over. I think that would actually be pretty cool, to be honest. She's a red-hot prospect, but Athena's going to win and move on to the next round. Now we start rattling through this main card, beginning with Jungle Boy Jack Perry, challenging for the IWGP World Heavyweight title against Sonata. The dynamic here is going to be mental because you've got Jungle Boy who might be kind of nudging towards a heel turn at some point in the future versus Sonata, who's get, been just reborn as this fired up baby face guy who like pumps the crowd up and stuff, which is such a dramatic shift from the cold skull of old. Either way, this looks more like an away ...to kind of elevate Jack Perry and present him as someone on a similar level to New Japan's world champion as opposed to... I mean, New Japan are not putting their top title on Jungle Boy. Maybe that'll come five, ten years from now, but at this stage... That doesn't seem to be something that would happen on a Forbidden Door card. Either way, it's gonna be uh, an elevation for Jungle Boy, for sure. I'm really interested to see some ringside interactions between uh, Hook and whatever weird human beings Sanada brings with him. Maybe Takamichi Noku or someone. I don't know. Just five guys, all of that. Uh, Sanada goes over. That's the prediction. It's... Probably a safe bet. It's definitely a safe bet. Second title match of the predictions video, one that came together on Dynamite this week. The four-way for the International Championship, we've got Orange Cassidy, Daniel Garcia, Katsuyori Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. Bags of fun, a big uh, hallmark of this Orange Cassidy title reign has been high-level, excellent weekly singles matches on television. Very similar actually to what Zack has been doing uh, over in New Japan with his belt this year. Obviously they don't have weekly television, it's a bit of a different vibe, but they got a 15-minute time limit. It's a pretty cool thing and it's quite an interesting parallel between those two guys. Guys, meaning at some point in the future you could have a pretty sick singles match between them as well. Um, but it is kind of that singles match factor that prevents me from predicting a title change here. As compelling as it would be to see it go to uh, like Shibata or, or Zack Sabre Jr and really live up to that international uh, title on this belt or even Garcia winning the belt and leading to a bigger program between him and Orange on AEW TV. I don't really see them shifting the belt given what this reign has been so far. Orange has done a tremendous job with this thing, and I think there's still mileage left, so he's going over. You know how I said earlier on that the uh, Billy Starks versus Avena match was the only one I couldn't find a graphic for? Well, this one doesn't have one either, probably due to the mystery aspect. It's the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, taking on Sting and Darby Allin, and a mystery opponent to be named later this week. Who's the mystery opponent going to be is probably going to provide a lot of the intrigue in the days leading up to Door. I think Tetsuya Naito on Dynamite Sting was standing there, Gordon's It's someone who has unfinished business with you, Chris Jericho, and if you run through the list of opponents that Jericho had in New Japan, well, you've got Naito right there, uh, you've got Evil, no thank you, <laughs> Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega, uh, it's not going to be either of them, right? So Tanahashi as well, they're all booked elsewhere. So Naito makes the most sense um, and after missing out on the show last year, it's going to be sick to see him get a great reaction in Toronto. Baby faces are going to go over here. I think this is going to be a crowd-pleasing, fun popcorn fest, much like last year's Dudes with Attitudes match was with Sting and Darby in it as well. You're in for a really good time. Jericho is going to be at his most pantomime in that villainous role, doing all kinds of silly stuff for sting and the team suzuki's gonna be weird it's gonna be a great time baby faces go over up next you have what could be seen as something born of a more political situation On this card. Look, I have no idea what's going on with Kenta and CM Punk in cancelled matches and someone refusing and the other guy maybe refusing and this guy didn't refuse. The important thing is that the Kenta match is not happening. Maybe sometime in the future it will. And Satoshi Kojima, as announced on Dynamite, is the replacement, which from a pure in ring standpoint, It's probably actually a little bit of a better match, me personally, I'd like to see the salty boys, the grumpy boys, Kenta and Punk, but hey, look, it's Kojima, the leader of the bread club, how could you possibly be upset with that? The result is pretty much a foregone conclusion though, right? I mean, it's the first round of the Owen Hart tournament and everything, Uh, it's CM Punk, he's just back, he probably isn't losing to a New Japan veteran in this spot. Should be a cool match though, Um, it's just some weirdo kind of piece of booking that I never would have seen them coming up with and that's part of what makes these shows so fun and so special and enjoyable. Um, Great stuff. Who could possibly be upset? Kenta fans probably but I'm one of those and I'm not upset and I get upset about everything so. Try your eyes. Moving on from CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima, we're going to talk about uh, Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale. Uh, the situation with the women's matches on these cards is uh, a pain in the backside, really, because it would be really sick to see stardom wrestlers or Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers open the forbidden door and kind of live up to the pay-per-views gimmick a little bit. Um, it's been a great shame of last year's card and this year's card that we've not been able to make that happen. I understand this year there's a stardom event on the same day and the Tokyo Joshi Pro show on the same day as Rabindor, so it's complicated um, and there are certain clashes there that probably came into play. So the closest thing we've got would be technically a New Japan champion, obviously, Willow. She's got the strong Women's Championship versus an AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Tony Storm's not a title belt, what am I talking about? You know what my stupid mouth is trying to say here. And um, look, it'll be a sick match. Tony as a champion is just fantastic across the board. The Outcasts as a heel unit have really been finding their gears lately. I think Tony and Ruby in particular have fantastic on-screen chemistry. Willow is the purest babyface in all the universe. Her exuberance is second to none. It's hard not to buy into how infectious she is as soon as she walks out. So they're going to do a great job regardless. It would be nice to see a true crossover next year, but I'm also not going to sit here and piss and moan about a match of this caliber taking its place. It's going to be really good stuff. Tony is going to go over, I think. Um, I can see both of these women having like longer title runs with their belts at the moment. The strong title isn't on the line here. But yeah, t- Tony retains and uh, moves into a bigger feud, perhaps, going into all-in and all Out.
1: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/slash culture
2: Okay, here we have probably my most anticipated thing on the entire card, and when you consider the quality of the singles matches in particular. That's a pretty big statement. But hey, I'm buzzed for this thing. This giant five-on-five match. We're going with the idea... On television this week that the elite are maybe a bit of a disadvantage because they have to team with someone who hates them in Eddie Kingston but his hatred of Claudio Castagnoli is even greater obviously so he's fighting with them for the greater good. That being said the elite also have a pretty colossal advantage in having the greatest wrestler of all time Tomohiro Ishii on their side as well but look just think about the combinations in this match right they're all over the place the elite haven't properly gotten their hands on Takeshita in an in-ring setting yet so you got stuff with him and the Young Bugs, stuff with him and Hangman Page. You've obviously got Moxley and Ishii stemming back from their great G1 match a couple of years ago. you got Moxley and Eddie, which looks like it's going to be a huge program for AEW at some point. Claudio and Eddie, of course. Just all kinds of great meandering combinations that could bridge off into multiple different storylines. For Door, not typically a story-heavy show, but a bunch of stuff is going to come out of this. Uh, and it could just really write months and months of television, uh, setting AEW up for one hell of a summer. I think the Blackpool Combat Club are gonna go over here. I think that the elites' dysfunction with Eddie Kingston will come into play, uh, and that will lead to some kind of finish. Either way, cannot wait for this. MJF and Tanahashi, great build, really fun stuff. MJF calling New Japan an indie promotion, saying who's their biggest legend that could kick his ass no problem. Well, here you go pal, time to prove it. Uh, look, again, like the IWGP title, they're not Switching a world title on this show. I know Tanahashi is uh, talking about going to Wembley and all of this stuff, but unless Tony Khan wakes up insane, uh, he's probably not putting his belt on Tana. No disrespect to the Great Legend, of course. This should be pure pro wrestling wizardry. The magic here is going to be whether or not they convince you from bell to bell that there's actually a chance of Tanahashi going over. Fortunately, Tana is one of the best ever at that, at sowing seeds of doubt in seemingly foregone conclusions. Max will mesh with him perfectly. They actually have some pretty similar pro wrestling philosophies when you sit down and break just apart how they structure their matches and how they generate drama. Should be a great time. MGF wins. I mean, I don't have any doubt in that whatsoever, but maybe when that bell rings and we're 10 minutes in and there's a near fall, Maybe I will. Okay, really moving into the business end of the show now. The United States Championship, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay 2. I know that first match at Wrestle Kingdom is a lot of people's match of the year so far on the fourth day of the year, and for good reason. It was just an astonishingly brutal match between two guys who were not going out there and doing all the usual cutting edge stuff that you might expect. There was definitely peppered elements of that, but it was all about kind of. What length of brutality are they going to go? How hard are they willing to hit each other to win? And obviously Kenny came away with the win. Uh, and the United States Championship. Here, I think they're gonna flip the outcome. I think the Osprey goes over and that in turn leads eventually to a third match to complete the trilogy. Um, That's a very frequent booking pattern for high-level New Japan programs. You win one, I win one, and then we have a dead rubber match to settle it. Does that come at All In? Does that come at Wrestle Kingdom next year? No idea. Maybe Wrestle Kingdom will be a little bit better because then you can prolong it and really really build to something truly special uh, For the final showdown. Either way, it felt as good as that first match was. It definitely felt that they were holding Something back for the sequels, which is just smart pro wrestling stuff. It's what you should do I dare to think how they're gonna try and top each other, but top each other they will Um, This should be blow away excellent It's one of the main selling points of the show, obviously. I think Will should and will go over. It's about time he had a big moment like that on an AEW show. And obviously he's very important to New Japan as well as a signed star there. So there you go. Round three will come. Just until then, enjoy round two. And now we move on to what appears to be the main event of the show. At least that's what Excalibur referred to it as on Dynamite this week. Kazuchika Okada and Brian Danielson. What more does it really need? I mean, two of the absolute greatest wrestlers in the history of this sport who have never tied up properly in the past. First time ever, all of that stuff. It doesn't need any extra details. It doesn't need any other flash or elaborate stories or deep-rooted personal issues. Two guys, best of all time, trying to find out who the best is. That's all you need, man. Sport-like pro wrestling done well. Um, and it's going to be absolutely huge. Danielson's activity in the ring has definitely declined a little bit this year. He's not kept as busy as schedule. He's preserving his body. He's spoken about being banged up and... Kind of saving himself for moments like this, um, so I have no doubt whatsoever that you're going to see the absolute best Brian Danielson, and I'm really looking forward to see how seeing how he kind of meshes with this new prick Okada uh, that's come out over the past year or so. Like the disrespect that this guy shows to like uh, Kiyomiya in particular when he's crossed over from Noah has just been a joy to watch. Uh, slowly but surely, Okada is turning in to Tenru, who he retired a few years ago the legendary, grumpy old man of Japanese pro wrestling. Um, And this, I mean, at its ceiling, at its ceiling, this is one of the greatest pro wrestling matches of all time. And I don't think the floor is that far away from it either, uh, unless like the power fails in the arena. But even if it does, they'll probably have a fun pitch black match. Just get some tips from Bray Wyatt, man. It'll be totally fine. Um, Big night for the Blackpool Combat Club is what I'm predicting here. I do think it's a tough one to call this thing, because Okada is the the god of New Japan and uh, therefore doesn't lose very often. That being said, I think the the, the BCC are really going to come out of Forbidden Door in the Ascendancy and part of that will be Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, going over the Rainmaker in the main events. Will it be clean? I don't think they'll do some sort of cheap bollocks finish, distractions and all that nonsense. It would be very un-New Japan. House of Torture aside And it would be very un- AEW to go Complete Idiot Silly Soap opera You finish on your Big pay-per-view Clean finish Clean win Dragon getting the job done uh, Proving he's the best Whatever angle you want to go with. Should be great stuff. You know what else is great stuff? The video that's on your screen right now. I think you're really going to love it if you love this one. Also, don't forget the boys, Adam Wilborn and Michael Hamflit. I almost called them Adam Hillflit or whatever. They'll be here on Sunday night for Forbidden Door live stream. You can see it uh, set up on our back end right now. Set your reminders. They're going to have a good time. We're all going to have a good time. See you later.